Good morning, everyone. Um, that was a really good panel discussion. Uh, I feel like we're getting too specific now, moving to the LNG market. Uh, my idea is to give you a quick overview of what's going on. Um, I only have uh, 10 minutes, so let's make the best of it. Yes, so we start with, a, with an overview on the spot market. Uh, you can see the spot market rates on the left uh, graph. Uh, following the three benchmarks that we have for the steam turbine, tri-fuel diesel electric, and the most modern vessels, XDF and Megis, on orange. Uh, so as you can see, you can very well see the spike at the end of 2018, and then uh, this uh, drastic drop at the beginning of this year. You have a zoom for 2019 on the right graph. So from 100 and around $180,000 per day for a tri-fuel diesel electric, we were down to below 40000 in the beginning of this year. And now, in the last months, you can see that the market started to recover. So when we put this, uh, we just take the tri-fuel diesel electric and we put these numbers together. Um, <clears throat> just for the period of January and August, the average for the spot market for tri-fuels has been $53,000 per day. When you compare that to the same period, 2018, the dark blue in the, in the center, 60000 that means that we've seen rates dropping around 10% year on year. What is interesting to see is that the mid-term rates are actually up. You can see that the light blue and the gray on the right side for 2019, one-year TC and three-year TC are actually average $80,000 and $77,000 per day. So these, these rates are not only a lot higher than the spot rate, but they show an increase year-on-year year of eight, 18, and, uh, sorry, 27% and 18% respectively. So even though the spot market has been weak, the, the market expectation has, has managed to, to, to stay quite strong for those lucky ones that could actually fix their vessels for longer term. Now going back to the weakness of the spot market, what is really behind? Uh, what's going on here? Uh, if we have three different uh, gra graphs here. Uh, the first one on the left is LNG deliver, so how much volume LNG has been delivering this charge. Uh, and as you can see, for January, August of this year, growth year on year of 13%. That's quite, quite strong. Uh, you can compare it for the same period of 2018, the light blue, that's around 7%, or the full year of 2018, 10%. Still really strong rates, but this year has been, we've seen quite a lot of LNG in the market. However, when you look in the center, you can see that in the, the previous year, we've seen for the full year 3.6% growth in average trade distance, or 5.6 in the same period, January, August. But this year, we've seen a drop of over 7%, almost 8%. So when you put these two things together, volume and distance, you get to ton miles, the proxy for shipping demand. And what we have is a still growth, 6%, but it's quite uh, low compared to the same period last year, almost 13% or 14 for the full year. And especially lower, uh, bad compared with the fleet growth of, of so far this year of 8-9%. Uh, so that basically explains you what's going on with the spot rates in the LNG segment. Now what's behind the, the, the drop in trade distance? Well, basically the Asian basin is a lot, a lot better balanced this year. So we've seen uh, growth, if you focus on the top left graph, just Asian LNG imports. The red line is 2019. It is above blue, so it's growth of LNG imports compared to last year. It hasn't been because of Far East. Japan and South Korea have been negative, so negative that not even the Chinese growth of volumes have managed to counterbalance for this. So it's been basically the South, Southeast Asia and South Asia that has been put in the, the red line above the blue line. 
So imports are up, that's good in Asia, but at the same time in the bottom left, Asia, and we include Australia here as a basin, uh, has also been up. So red line again, exports or production in, in Asia or the basin has been up compared to last year. Now when you put these two graphs together, you get the, the right graph, which is uh, Asian net imports for, from other basins. And as you can see in this graph, the red line actually has been below the blue line. And this year so far, Asia has been demanding less cargoes from other basins, which is explaining the negative uh, growth in, in LNG trade distance. It is also interesting to see that lately in the last three months, this has reverted a little bit. And finally, we're seeing the red line going above the blue line. So Asia is demanding or this pool, uh, Asian pool for, for LNG cargoes from other ba uh, basins is, is, is growing compared to last year, which is positive. Uh, so in, the, in general, we're expecting the red line to continue to go above the blue line. However, this differential, 2019 versus 2018, is not expected to be a strong as you see in 2018 versus 17, dark blue versus the light blue. So not a lot of, a, a lot of uh, great expectation on that side. Uh, and the market seems to agree on that, the expectations in the market. These are prices for uh, gas and LNG. Uh, red is a spot reference for, for Asia. Dark blue is the, the same for Europe. And as you can see, looking forward, in winter of 2019, 2020, we're talking of around 7, $7.5 per MMBTU for Asia. It is at the lowest point in this graph that starts in 2010. So that's the lowest point for a winter price in, in Asia. And also the differential to Europe is quite, quite low. So the market seems to agree that, that the, the, the global market for LNG is well, is well covered. We can say a little oversupplied. And also that Asia is well, well supplied as a, as a market. So not much, not much expectations on that side. Uh, however, rates don't only go up because of strong market. In fact, that it's exactly the opposite of what happened last year. Rates went up because of a, a quite weak market, a lot of vessels going with a cargo to Asia, low demand and a very weak demand, top tanks, vessels had to wait, and basically drying up the availability in the spot market. This graph is showing number of floating laden vessels around the world. Any given day, 10 to 20 is normal to, have to find vessels in this condition. Sometimes we see some touching around 30, which is a part of the, part of the, of the market, but what we saw at the end of last year is this peaking at 50 vessels in this condition. So that's, of course, not normal. And this is a little bit of what the market is expecting this year. So uh, not exactly the same, because uh, a part of what happened last year is uh, people expecting a strong market for, uh, for winter. Now the market will be a little more, more skeptical about it, and we'll try to, to prepare a little, a little more. But at the end of the day, you will still need uh, to float some, some, some cargos, probably because the, the LNG will keep flowing. So the market, again, is, in general, is expecting some, of, some, uh, some spike here, and, and everyone is looking into the end of September and beginning of October to see how this reacts. Looking ahead, and then this is my, my final graph with only two minutes. We have additional LNG capacity, liquefaction capacity on the top graph. Uh, these are all projects with FID. So the latest addition is Arctic LNG2 in Russia, the red, uh, the red bars in 23, 24, and 25. Uh, and the, red, the black line is just giving you an idea of what's the net export growth um, coming from this new liquefaction, because added, added capacity is not the same as volume added to the market. 
So we're, we're riding this, this wave. You see that 2019, the r black line is, above, is higher than 18. Yes, we've seen more volume, but we've seen less reloads this year, and also uh, the, the, the trade distance going down, so that has, has been negative. Going ahead, we have 2020 with still a lot, a lot of LNG coming to market, lower than this year, but still really high. Um, we, however, it's important to see that a lot of this liquefaction capacity is the dark blue, which is from the U.S. So that alone gives you some, some support for, for trade distance as well. Now going to 2021, you can see that just a drastic drop on volume added to the market. Uh, not as much as the liquefaction capacity, but the volume is, is dropping for 2020. And when you compare that graph versus the graph on the bottom, which is LNG carriers deliveries, it gives you, uh, it gets a little, a little more, <laughs> more challenging to, to talk about 2021. You have a lot of vessels coming to market and not so much volume. However, the expectation that we have is that 2020 and 2021, we should see some recovery in LNG uh, trade distance. So we'll have a couple of extra points adding there to, to ton miles growth. Looking into 2022, still not much, uh, not a lot of volume to the market, and the levers you can see are still uh, not that high. However, this window for ordering is still open, so any order that we, we hear in the next eight months, uh, 10 months, will be falling in 2022. Um, so that's still open. Now, you can make very many scenarios uh, to make it, uh, to make it 2020, 21, and 22 oversupply or tight. Uh, in our view, it will be relatively balanced ten, with some tendency to, to tightness, but with more negative risk in 2021. But then when you move ahead, 2023, 2024, and 25, basically there's, there's just uh, no matter what scenario you use, you still need more vessels. Just to give you an idea, in 2025, in our model, uh, at the end of that year, we, we see a deficit of over 100 LNG carriers. So there's still need for, for more carriers as you, as you move uh, along in the timeline. That was it. Uh, so despite the record volume growth, the spot LNG shipping slowed down in 2019 due to a really weak uh, trade pattern. We, we do expect some rate improvements, some support, and also improvement in Q4 for rates. Uh, not so much for the market. Prices for LNG are not supported. But, uh, but we do believe in the need to float LNG, and that will probably dry up some of the prompt availability. Um, finally, we, we believe that the market will be relatively balanced in the next two years, uh, some, some tendency to tightness, uh, but again, with a little more negative risk in 2021. We also like to point out the fact that the, the market, uh, the product market is really depressed, and, and the fact that it will be rebalancing in 2021, 22 will also add some support to shipping rates. That's it. Thank you very much.